Welcome, 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 welcome to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business. And again, this is the Sports Business Podcast. That's S-P-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S. Podcast available on all platforms. That's Google, Stitcher, Anchor, Apple. Um, So shout out to all those people uh, allowing me to keep doing what it is that I'm doing. And that is rocking the mic, putting things out, and putting out this good hot content, man. So we got a lot of things to cover. Um, And this this episode is interesting, man. We, We got a lot of... Um, interesting topics to discuss. Um, if you haven't hit that like and subscribe button, make sure you do. Make sure you tell a friend. Make sure you tell somebody you don't even like. Because just because you don't like them don't mean that they don't like me. You know what I mean? So, with that being said, you know, you can find us on sportsbusiness.com. That is, that's S-P-O-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S um, dot com. You can also email the show at gmail. Uh, and then you can also find us on the Twitterverse. So, you know, we are here on all different types of the social media platforms. We are here trying to tap in. And, you know, we got a lot of different things to talk about, man. So, like I said, first things first, um, you know, um, everybody knows I'm half Japanese. So I'm half Asian and I, I root hard for my fellow countrymen, you know. Um, everybody thinks that just because I am <laughs> um, half African-American, half Japanese, that I don't necessarily um, acknowledge my other half. And that's not true. And, um, you know, my fellow countryman, which would be Naomi Osaka, um, the number two ranked tennis player in the world, who also even won the 2020 um, Female Athlete of the Year for Sports Illustrated. Um, Yeah. Um, So, you know, she she just came off one of the four major tournament wins. um, And, you know, she she deals with mental mental issues. Um, mental mental health issues as well as depression, anxiety, and things like that. Um, so, you know, during the French Open, which she's not necessarily um, the best on clay courts. So she wanted to kind of focus on the play. She didn't want to really talk to the press. She gave everyone a somewhat of a heads up on why she doesn't want to talk um, to the press. But yet the Grand Slam uh, committee, I guess, decided to still fine her up to 15K. Um, they even threatened to suspend her Um because she decided that she didn't want to talk to the press. And, you know, as a, as a journal, as a sports journalist, you know, I can understand how people, you know, on my aspect would want us, want the athlete to show up, but also, you know, she, she kind of addressed that, Hey, it's nothing personal. It's nothing towards the media. It's just that I don't really like talking to the press. Um, you know, I, it's just not my thing. And if you look at Naomi's characteristics, as far as when she does, um, do these pressers, she's a very shy and timid person. Um, she, she does, you can tell off rip that she doesn't really like to talk. Um, and, and it feels like it's out of obligation and it's not really anything. I want to say that's not that it's authentic or anything like that, but you can definitely tell she's uncomfortable. Um, and, and that's okay, you know, and that's okay. But for her to have to drop out of the French open, because that they were going to, because the, the, the French open committee was thinking about suspending her. Um, that's just disturbed. That's just a disservice to the whole entire, um, tennis, tennis world. You got possibly the greatest tennis player, um, the current tennis player right now that's going on, um, deciding to check out. And if you actually read her reasoning on Instagram, um, you know, she, she cited that, you know, she's made really, really cool friends in the sports media world. However, you know, she, she, she basically played, she laid everything out on the line and said that this is what I asked for. This is where my um, expectations were. They weren't met. And she, you know, she was basically being selfless again. 
a minority player having to be selfless because of something else that because the sport wanted to be bigger than her. Uh, she said that, you know, she felt like this is a, um, a more of a distraction to all the other players and that she felt like she was taken away from the actual play on the court. So she decided to drop out. Um, the, the interesting part is that, you know, the Tokyo Games are coming up in July. Is she going to play that? That's that's going to be a huge, interesting thing. And at this point, it's just if you want to take all the time to recoup and, and, and get your mind right, do what you got to do. Um, this is a cold world out here. This is also a doggy dog world out here. And if you don't feel comfortable, then, you know, it, it, and you don't have to talk. And I think that, that with the pandemic, this kind of took precedent with people just being able to be on like a Zoom call and doing these pressers. Where, you know, it, there's, there's no more sitting in a room with a whole bunch of media members asking you a whole bunch of questions where she kind of sits on a Zoom call and answer those questions. So, you know, that might not be comfortable. So there's a lot of different things that may have been um, just not in up to her par. And she, if she's, she's, she has every every right to feel that way. So, you know, shout out to Naomi Osaka for, you know, dropping out. I'm sorry that I had to come down to it like that. But, you know, she did what she was, what was best for her. And she's taking a step aside. Um, my only concern would be, you know, <clears throat> I, I don't want this to turn into another Colin Kaepernick situation um, where she gets ended up becoming getting blackballed out of, you know, women's tennis. I, I, I hope it doesn't come down to that. I think we've come a long way since, what is that, 2014, 2015, 2016, around that time frame, about five or six years ago when the Kaepernick situation happened. Um, I hope it doesn't come down to it. But you also got to think Naomi Osaka was one of the forefront leaders when George Floyd died, uh, Ahmaud Aubrey, Breonna Taylor. She was out there. Um, she was out there speaking and she was out there um, being about that action. So not only has she been walking the walk, but she's been talking the talk. And if she needs a break, I mean, I think she deserved it. And, and you know, it's a tough, tough world out here. No one's going to take care of her but herself. And, and that's totally understandable. Um, you know, and, and I hope that she gets the right um, aid that she needs and hope she's able to recoup. And we definitely want to see her back on the tennis court because she's one of the more exciting players out there. Uh, she's really good. And, you know, I want to see her win, win some more open titles. So, you know, they, they kind of thrown her as the next Serena Williams. And she, she was on that trajectory. I think she's won about six, I think four different opens already. So we'll, we'll see what ends up happening. But, uh, you know, I think it's just an unfortunate situation that took place with, with the whole um, uh, women's uh, French Open. You know, women's tennis is already a hard sport to kind of get eye eyeballs on. And the next thing you know, you just lost your, your big ticket <clears throat> um, just because you didn't want to accommodate your big ticket. Now, I, I hope that they're ready to try to blossom another star into it. So we'll see what ends up happening. But shout out to Naomi Osaka for making things happen. Um, with that being said, man, another thing that's going on out here, man. Bro, what is going on with these fans at these basketball games? I can't call it, but uh, <laughs> these fans are just acting out of control. You had um, you had someone dump popcorn on Russell Westbrook. You had somebody spit on Trey uh, Trey Young. You had John Morant's family in Utah getting all getting calls all kinds of different racial slurs. Um, you had a fan trying to run out last night's uh, uh, Washington against the Philadelphia 76ers game. You had um, a person throw a water ball at number 11 of the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, and, and this is just all within the span of about five to six days, um, which is just savage. Um, just just straight savage. And um, I don't know if it's because we've been in a, in a quarantine bubble um, for the last year, about 14 to 15 months. Um, I don't know if it's because we have been... Um, fans that have, have who are attending these games feel like they are just entitled to just say or do whatever they want to do. Um, I, but 
you know, you used to hear these type of events happen maybe one or two, once or twice a year. I felt like before the pandemic happened, something was happening to Russell Wilsburg at least once a year. Um, uh, you know, and, and, and Bradley Beal last night brought up a good point after the fan ran on the court, you know, if you want to go the hood way, you know, these, these you know, if you want to find out these fans are real or not, you can find out. Um, you know, and I think the whole malice in the, the malice in the palace that happened, I believe in 2003, um, kind of left a bad mark on the sport, but you know, I'm getting to the point where, you know, somebody's going to try one of these players and they, they're not going to have a good day. Um, they're, they're not going to have a good day whatsoever. They're going to have a, a, a bad day, but also I'm going to start looking at, um, the, not only the teams, but also probably the leagues. Um, you know, the, the incident, especially the one that happened yesterday, uh, the other day at um, Boston um, with, with number 11, even with that, you know, I would, I would take it up to an even step notch higher. I know that person was uh, charged with uh, assault, a battery with a de- assault with a deadly weapon by throwing the water bottle and whatnot. But I, I think it's time to take a step further. You know, a lot of these people who are season ticket holders, you know, you got to start banning from all games all NBA games, all, um, all sporting events, any type of, any type of activity where you need to pay admission to, you need to start banning from everything. And, and the way technology is and the way you're able to do facial recognition and how facial recognition is just becoming more of a thing. You're able to find these people really, really quick. And it's, it's time to, it's time to take a, take a stance. And I, I know the guys at inside the NBA, Shaq and Chuck said the same thing a few, a few nights ago where they basically said that, you know, this is going to continue to happen. Um, in, in, in that aspect, they're absolutely correct. And it's probably going to continue to happen. But it's, the only way that this stops is you got to start making examples out of these people. And I'm going to be honest with you. I honestly would not be mad if, an, uh, if a malice in the palace happened again where somebody wanted to be that stupid and throw a, a bucket of beer on a basketball player and, 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 and a player runs up into the stands and, and goes full-fledged on them. I wouldn't be mad at them. I mean, at that point, they're, they're defending themselves. It's self-defense at that point. You're, you're assaulting me. Um, you're talking about spitting, spitting on someone. That's one of the most disrespectful things you can do. Um, you know, I understand what Trey Young was trying to do by not tr- pressing charges, but you know what? If the shoe was on the foot and Trey Young spat on somebody else, I bet you that person would be pressing charges. Um, so it, it, it goes both ways. And, you know, I know on this show, I, I give a lot of different players, all different kinds of slack. Um, number 11 of the Brooklyn Nets would be the first person who I can think of, but not in my wildest dreams that I ever thought of spitting on him or throwing my pop first of all do you know how much popcorn costs at an nba game or at a sporting event popcorn is expensive bro like i just went to a night's game a few weeks ago popcorn ain't cheap okay it's cheap it's more expensive than the movies i just put it like that i ain't about to be throwing out here throwing popcorn or bottles of water man i'm good bro like it, it costs money to be sitting doing all that and i ain't got that type of money just be throwing food on a, on a, on an athlete like it's just disrespectful but not to mention that stuff is expensive dog like you on a different type of level of balling if you can sit here and just pay seven bucks for a bottle of water to throw it at someone i mean that's just me just saying if you know if it's free it's me if i pay i stay away that's all I'm, that's my motto it's always been my motto but um yeah they gotta get it together man and the league's gotta tighten up and you know what the league may have to start cracking down especially at these repeat cities utah and boston are very very repetitive cities where a lot of shady stuff has gone down, it's time to start looking into, maybe start looking at the franchise and saying, hey, if you can't tighten up your fans, maybe we need to crack down and figure out that maybe we need to start handing out some fines. Because if you hear about all of these different instances that have happened in Utah, especially in Boston and Utah, for example, and you can throw Philly in there too, it's not a good track record. Um, it's not a good track record at all. So, you know, uh, I think, and if I'm not mistaken, 
when Russell Westbrook, I think it was like the season opener, when he was with OKC, scores like an and one and like a Philadelphia uh, 76ers fan like gives him two birds like he was Stone Cold Steve Austin in his face. Um, and it was on TV. Um, so so this isn't the first time he's had interactions with the Philadelphia fan base. So, you know, with these repeat offender cities, these leagues need to start taking into account and start maybe, you know, looking into these franchises and saying, hey, if y'all don't tighten up, we'll tighten up. We'll, we'll, we'll crack down on it for y'all, period. Um, so I, I think that it's time. But um, Shaq, and, Shaq and Chuck were right. You know, until until you start seeing actions, you know, some 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 lawful, you know, some some big time heavy actions taken down on these people. Man, it's going to keep happening. And I and it's really just unfortunate because, like you said, or like I said earlier, you know, you got a lot of different people that pay harder money that just want to go in and have a good time, especially being locked up for over a year. You know, I just want to go out and just have a good time. But I ain't out here trying to throw bottle. It, it don't come to the point where it, you, you got to throw a water bottle of water at somebody. Um, I know betting is a big deal right now with all the fan duels and um, uh, draft kings and things like that. The daily fantasy stuff. Um, it is definitely getting people, you know, riled up and feeling more entitled. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you got it, you got it cool, but it don't, it don't have to come down to the point where you got to start throwing objects at people. It's just, just super disrespectful. So, um, yeah. So, you know, well, more to follow on that. Cause I, I hate to say it. This is a copy copycat type of, um, society we live in. We're living. So I, I hope that there's no more actions this, uh, post season, but I wouldn't be lying if I sat there and said I wouldn't be surprised if another one took place. So um, we'll see. We'll, we'll absolutely see. We'll absolutely see and go from there. But, uh, you know, I'm over here. You know, it's Tuesday over here in, in, in the beautiful city of Las Vegas. And we got a couple of different uh, NBA playoff games going on. We got we got game five of the Portland Trailblazers against the Denver Nuggets, which, side note, is a very huge sleeper um, as far as series goes. This is a good series. Um <laughs> This is a very good series, and right now Denver's up by two with about four minutes and some change left um, against the Blazers. And then you also got the AD-less Lakers against the Phoenix Suns, and I mean, it, the scores a lot to a little. I just put it like that. And, um, it, you know, it, it's time to, you know, the Lakers are already in trouble being the fact that they already had to go to the playing game, um, playing against the Warriors for that seventh seed. Um, and then they get matched up with Phoenix, and everyone was like, okay. Well, the playing game was basically the tune-up um, and that they were going to try to get it together um, against the Suns because a lot of people written off the Suns. And I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I was one. Um, barring, you know, any injuries, which we, we now see that there's injuries um, with AD out here uh, uh, straining his groin, which um, it's time to possibly start thinking AD needs a new name. And that might be Mr. Glass because I'm going to tell you all right now, every time that dude touches earth, when he tell you when he falls, falls down on the ground, I hold my breath because I literally think something like he's going to get hurt. Um, and I just don't know what it is. And it's been like that his whole entire career. Like he's not been the most durable player. And you would think after, you know, seven, eight, nine years in the league, his conditioning, his strength and things like that would, would, uh, would, you know, get better. But it just seems like it's just not getting better. Um, it's always feels like it's something going on with this dude. Um, always missing games, always getting hurt at the wrong moments. And I know people give Chris Paul hell, but AD is not the most durable player. And, the Lakers are already in trouble before they even have these injuries just because the West is so good. And everyone's saying, well, you know, LeBron has been able to do it with the Cavs with a whole bunch of guys like uh, Della, Matthew Della Vadova. But you know what? LeBron was playing in the East. You legitimately right now got, I mean, a realistic shot. 
you probably got, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know who would come out of the West right now. I don't know who's coming out of the West to win the NBA championship or to represent the West at an NBA championship. You got a good solid five teams that could probably make that happen. So, you know, the Lakers are in trouble. And, and you know, even with AD coming back, you don't know how, how what's he going to look like, what his strength's going to be. You already got LeBron James who's playing probably at 70% with, with that high ankle sprain. Um, which he re-aggravated right at the end of the season. And those ain't, those, those ain't fun to recover, recover from, especially at 38 years old. So, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what ends up happening. But um, the Lakers are in trouble. I'm going to put it like that. The Lakers are in trouble. It don't look good. And it's 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 anybody's game. And I'm going to tell you another team who, who might be in a little bit of trouble if they don't if they don't hurry up and put the Washington Wizards out of their misery. And that's the Philadelphia 76ers with Joel Embiid. Um <clears throat> You know, they went to the the, the the Washington Wizards went to the hack of Ben Simmons last night and it was ugly. Um, and the thing about it is with Joel and B being out, you would think that they they meaning the Sixers would have been able to put that game away, even with a monster superstar like Ben Simmons. And, you know, I know uh, Doc Rivers came out and said that, you know, he's not a guy who scores 40 points a game. You're right. He doesn't. But he's also a guy who can give you about 20 to 25 and he didn't even do that last night, you know. So, you know, I'm always looking at Doc Rivers a little a little sideways, as it is anyways, because I feel like he don't know how to do in-game adjustments. And last night was a perfect example. You got Ben Simmons, um, who's out here getting a hack-a-shack, and you decided to leave him in the game. You know, that that's a coaching flaw. And, you know, people say, well, what about Shaq? And what about Dwight Howard? That's true. You could do it that way. But also, the ball has to go to those guys. Not 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 necessarily a point guard who's out here struggling to hit free throws. So when you have the hack of Shaq or hack of Dwight Howard, you can still theoretically leave him in the game and, and the offense still wouldn't have to flow through those players. Being the fact that Ben Simmons is a facilitator, you got Ben Simmons who has to touch the ball regardless. He has to touch the ball regardless. So you can't even move him off the ball. You can't you can't do any of that stuff. He has to be touching the ball. So even if he tries to drive into the paint and all that stuff. This is when you got guys like George Hill. I don't understand why they didn't leave George Hill in there for at least a couple minutes of the game. You know, he's a good 3 and D guy. He's a good utility player. You should, that, that's what you brought him there for. You should have used George Hill a little bit more. You still got cats like Seth Curry. I'm pretty sure a couple of minutes wouldn't have hurt Ben Simmons until the two after the two-minute mark to try to make them last dash. And now, now you got Joel Embiid, who I believe the Sixers are like 10 and 11 um, when, he's, when he's out. So... They're sub 500, and we'll, we'll see what ends up happening. I'm pretty sure that they'll be able to wrap it up just based off of the fact that the Sixers are a better overall team than the um, Wizards are. But, you know, even if they're not, you know, the next series that the next series they play is probably going to be the winner of the Hawks and Knicks series. So we'll see what ends up happening. But, um, yeah, you know, the Sixers got to get it together um, easily, real quick. They definitely got to get it together. So, um, We'll see how that goes. The Mavericks and the Clippers, that series just got very, very interesting with the way the Clippers just somehow woke up out of their sleep after everyone was talking a bad a bad about them, including me. Um, I still think the Mavericks can pull this out. Um, but Christoph Porzingis has got to get it together, bro. You're make you're on a max player deal. You got to start acting like a max player. Um, you definitely do. You got to start acting like a max player. Um, so once when KP gets his act together, I think that they're they're in better shape because really, if you think about Tim Hardaway Jr. has been playing good, Fit Dorian Finney Smith has been good, Luca's been unstoppable, um, you know, and then you got cats on the other end for the Clippers. 
you know, they got, they're dealing with the injury bug. They got Serge Ibaka who don't know if he can play. They got all these different situations that are taking place. But, you know, I wouldn't put it past the Mavericks to try to figure it out. I think Rick Carlisle is a great coach. Um, he's got an NBA championship ring as well as a coach. So we'll see we'll see what they can do. But, you know, it's going to be, a, you know, they, that's a dogfight. Um, then you also got the Bucks against the Nets. And the way the Bucks were able to take care of business, hey, yo, you know, I'm not saying that, I'm you know, they're going to win. But I mean, they got a chance. Um, they, I think they play good defense. They they got a chance. They got they got a two time MVP, a back to back MVP player right there. So we'll see. Um, I I still got the Nets in that just based off the fact that the Nets have more talent. Um, they they're a talented team. They're a deeper team. Um, they can make it happen. But do the Nets play defense? And that's going to be the million dollar question on what they whether they can do that or not. Um, so it, it's it's. The playoffs are heating up. The first round is looking like coming to an end. And we'll see what ends up happening. But, uh, yeah. So, after that, you know, I hope you all have been enjoying the sports sports business podcast of the day. Um, But now it's time for the dummy of the day. (sighs) Where do I go? Where do I go with this one? This is going to be very, very interesting. Um, I got to go with the sports business podcast dummy of the day possibly has to go to the Utah Jazz franchise. Um, the Utah Jazz obviously just had an incident with John Morant's family not too long ago, and they tried to do the right thing by giving his family comp tickets to courtside seat um, to a Jazz Grizzlies game. Um, okay. Um they also said that they gave him uh, lodging and car service for a group of family and friends for the Memphis Grizzlies for tomorrow night's game. Um, I guess, I, I guess, but John Morant got for that. He got his own money. Um, I, I think that's a nice gesture, but uh, you know, what are you going to do about your fans? Because this keeps happening out there. Again, one of those cities where you have re- repeat offenders. Um, so yeah, that's that's cute and all, but. <laughs> That that's that's definitely not really accommodating um, what what John Morant's family had to endure. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, yeah, so that's that's cool. Um, yeah, I, I don't understand what uh, it's a it's a nice gesture, but um, they they gotta they gotta crack down a little bit better, and they gotta do do the, the league has to do better protecting the players. And I hope that the league doesn't go into like a hockey hockey ring type of style where the whole courtside is covered around in glass panels or something like that. I hope it don't come down to that, but I mean, it's getting there and we talked about it early on the show as far as how these fans are just acting out of control. You can't, you can't do some of this stuff, man. You just can't. Um, that's, that's part one of the sports business podcast. Dummy today. Probably number two is, uh, Pat Mahomes of the Kansas city chiefs. And I saw this earlier today and it, it, it was, I was just like, what is this dude talking about? Um, so if people don't really realize that this year, the NBA, or I'm sorry, the NFL, the National Football League, is going to a 17-game season. I think they're only playing three preseason games, and they're taking that extra preseason game into a regular season game, which means that now you can, if you're a team that ran the table, you can go 19-0. and Now you can go 20-0, and and that's his goal, to go 20-0. and Bruh. I think you need to be worrying about if you can just get back to the Super Bowl, um, which I mean, the, the Kansas City Chiefs are a good team. Um, but, you know, just be grateful that you can go and, and try to redeem yourself after that embarrassment that took place last Super Bowl. where Y'all just got ran off the field, literally. 
it ain't like y'all won the Super Bowl last year. Like, y'all got smoked. Um, and it was the worst loss in Pat Mahomes' career. Like, y'all got smoked. And you out here talking about you want to run the table and go 20-0? and 0? Bro, let's just talk about getting back to the Super Bowl and redeeming yourselves, okay? If anybody can actually say that they want to try to run it back and go 20-0, and 0, it'd be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they just won the Super Bowl last year. That's a team that should be able to say that. Not y'all, but hey, y'all are putting the targets on y'all back again. The benefit for the Kansas City Chiefs is that they play in the um, AFC West, which, I mean, it's it's sad. Um, I'm not sold on Denver because I don't think they have a, a legitimate quarterback uh, in Drew Locke. My loss, my beloved Las Vegas Raiders, <laughs> they worried about more of their season ticket uh, prices than they are than actual talent around them. Um, and then you got the Los Angeles Chargers who don't nobody in L.A. even want them. So ain't no telling what they're going to do. Um, so, you know, you, you got you got options. So we'll see what ends up happening. But, um, yeah, you know, Pat Pat Mahomes, just just chill, bro. You, you good. Just chill. Just, just chill out, man. You know, just try to come back off your toe surgery and, and make things happen. But uh, we'll see what ends up happening. But, hey, man, I really enjoy y'all. I really appreciate y'all listening to the Sports Business Podcast, available on all platforms. If you need to find me, like I said, you can find us on Gmail. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us at our website, sportsbusiness.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Money Compton. Um, with that being said, we're going to run this back next week. We got second round playoffs coming up. We got um, a little bit of baseball probably we'll talk into next week. Uh, but yeah, I just appreciate the love and support for y'all. So uh, from y'all, I should say. So other than that, we're going to run this back next week. Take it easy.